we've been married um, almost 20 years, and I'm a saver, and my husband is a spender. So that created a lot of issues in the beginning because we didn't know that that was the title of what it was. I just didn't understand why he spent money all the time, and he didn't understand why I kept clutching the purse even tighter. Mm. We're going to hear the rest of that story in just a little bit. That's uh, Kristen. Uh, from New Mexico, and she really sets the stage for us today, gang, on this topic of money. Aren't you getting tired about talking about money, inflation, and the rising cost of things, and gasoline? Uh, I make it a little game now every time I drive by gas stations to see which one has, you know, a penny less here and a penny less there, as though that makes a big difference when gas is, what, 360, 370, 380, whatever it is in your area, maybe more, maybe less. Uh, but uh, Donna, who does most of our shopping in the store, was saying the eggs have gone through the roof. Through the roof. We went to the big box store the other day thinking we could get like 42 eggs at a discount. They were all sold out. And so uh, inflation, money, the impact on our family. Hey, listen, my heart goes out to many of you. I know that it's a challenge maybe going from paycheck to paycheck, taking care of the kids, balancing medication and food and, and uh, your kids and things. And so I tell you what, we want to get really down practical today and talk about money from the standpoint of intentional living. Intentional living is about the how part of living. Now, hopefully you know the why. The why of money is to be a steward, to honor God. But how do you do that? And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to open the phone lines right now and invite you from all across America to come on in and share your one thing with us. One thing that you're doing in your family, in your marriage, with money, that's been helpful for you, something you've learned, practical thing, okay? Uh, give us a call, 888 That's the, the number right here to Stephen, uh, taking your calls. He's ready to go. And by the way, when you call, you get a little announcement about a, an address you can put into your, into your online and receive a free copy of our uh, One Thing book. It's a devotional book, 30-day devotional book on the power of one thing. And uh, you'll hear about it when you call. It's our gift to you for being a part of the show, giving your time, helping out, being a part of this community. 888-888-1717. One more time for those of us who need to write it down. 888-888-1717. Okay, let's do this, Jennifer. Let's hear the rest of that call that we had uh, that set us up here with Christina. And then we'll get all to your calls as well as you join us at 888-888-1717. Um, well, we've been married um, almost 20 years, and I'm a saver, and my husband is a spender. So that created a lot of issues in the beginning because we didn't know that that was the title of what it was. I just didn't understand why he spent money all the time, and he didn't understand why I kept clutching the purse even tighter. Mm. So when he was overspending, in your your estimation, what did that do to you? How did you feel about that? Um. Well, I, I was just frustrated because my whole life, you know, I always saved. And um, and I, I have the ability just to stumble onto good deals. And so when that would happen, my husband would think, well, we have to get it because that we may never find a good deal again. And so, um, you know, the Lord just really had to work on both of our hearts with him, learning that he will always provide and that the Lord is is the true provider, and that he'll always have a good deal somewhere. And for me, it was 
learning to honor my husband and that I wasn't his mother, that the money was his also, and to not um, try to control him or control the money. And so that took many years and arguments to get to that point um, and not be upset. Now, did you come to a point of crisis? Uh, Yes, actually, we did. Um, And we almost lost everything we had. You know, the job was gone, but there were still the bills that were there. And we had to solely rely on the Lord for absolutely everything. And, you know, we had five children, and so that was difficult, um, getting to that place where we trusted Him to be our provider and um, just to walk in His truth. Now, did you work that through together, Christina, or did you get into counseling or what? Yes, we sought out counseling, any and everything that we could place our hands on that taught us how to handle our money properly and to get our eyes focused on the Lord and not focused on our lack or what we thought was lack. And then in return, we ended up going through lots of different trainings where we help other people with their budget and able to share our testimony with them because it started with me honoring my husband and honoring his decisions. But, you know, we were just discussing while I was waiting to talk with you. And I asked him for, you know, a list of things of of what he saw in the marriage. And, you know, he said, you know, we always pray before we make a purchase. And if we are not on the same page, we honor each other and we just don't make the purchase. We wait until we get there. Good for you. That's the way to do it, uh, Christina. If you guys aren't on the same page now, now more than ever with, with the money being tight, uh, with everything going on, if you're not on the same page, it's, it's brutal when it comes to, uh, to finances. We're talking money, one thing, power of one thing, intentional living, one thing you're doing in your marriage with money and your family with money that's making a difference, that's helpful, practical. 888 is the phone number. Let's go to Casey uh, in New Mexico. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Terrific. What's your one thing today? Well, uh, back when my husband and I got married in our 20s, that was like 30 years ago, uh, it was difficult to carry around the two little ones to get fuel. So what I asked him is if we could get a credit card. And him and I agreed that if we got a credit card, that we'd have to make sure that we uh, paid it off every month. So whatever we spent that month, we needed to make sure was in the bank account at the end of the month, pay the balance in full. And we've been doing that for forever. And we've even uh, taught our kids to do that as well, that they need to watch their spending on their credit cards and make sure it's paid off every month. Do you think you spend more, though, having the credit card, even though you pay it off? No, I don't think I do, because I use it for necessary, like, vehicle fuel, Mm. groceries, things like that. Uh, Splurge stuff, sometimes that's, uh, we use cash if we have it. We don't have it, we don't buy it. All right, so you, you're very intentional in terms of if we have a credit card, we're going to use it, but it's for the same thing. We're going to get gas one way or another, cash or credit. We're going to get food one way or another. I think where we get in trouble with credit cards, and by the way, if you have one, pay it off at the end of the month. It's ridiculous to be paying that interest, and I know some of you are struggling to get to that place to get it paid off and then uh, you know get rid of it if you can. 
because clearly we know the research shows if you have credit card, you tend to spend more. It's there, it's in your pocket, it's, it's a piece of plastic. Come on, you all, we all know how that works. Uh, but having the discipline to be able to pay it off. Now, if you do have a credit card, sometimes they have the cash back. And I know that's a, 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 a trick to get you to use it more often, but uh, be careful. Credit cards can be a, a real problem uh, for sure today. No question about it. All right, we're talking intentional living and money. Have you thrown credit cards out? Has that been one of the things you've done? How do you manage that? How do you manage money with this inflation going on today? 888-888-1717 is the number. Carmen is in Michigan. Carmen, hi there. How are you doing? Hi there. Doing fine, thank you. Good. What's your Uh, one thing for money? Budgeting. Budgeting. Absolutely budgeting. And it took us until we got to retirement age to figure that out. Wish we had done it earlier. So how did you do the budget? What process did you follow? All right. So when we had, we used a spreadsheet to figure out if we could retire or not. And when we started putting our numbers together, we saw how much money was coming in. And we determined that, yes, we could retire. But along with that, though, when you're in retirement, you have a fixed income and uh, not much variability in that. So we had to make sure that we knew what was coming in at the beginning of the month and parcel it out where the bills were going to be needed during that month. One thing, too, before we retired is that we paid off our house, and that was a major mm-hmm. piece of why we were able to retire. Now, how is inflation impacting you in uh, you know, being on a fixed income? Well, I know that um, groceries are a much bigger piece of our budget every month. I went from, now I include both our groceries and our medicines and our pharmaceutical things in that, in that category, but we went from spending um, 500, 600 a month to 1,000. Wow. That's a big chunk. You're talking an extra, what, five, $6,000 a year. And then you hear the heating costs. I was hearing on the East Coast, those of you that are going to be in the colder weather, and some of you using uh, fuel oil, that it was running like $5, $6 a gallon? And did I hear the average person uses about, um, was it six or 700 gallons in a winter in, in certain you know parts of the country? Uh, that adds up pretty quickly, maybe more. Uh, I say all that to say that uh, now more than ever, if you're married, have a plan. Money can be a major problem. Been in counseling a long time, worked with a lot of people. Money often shows up on the table as an issue. Uh, between people in marriage. And so how are we being intentional? How are you being intentional with money? That's the question. One thing you're doing that's making a difference today in your marriage. Give us a call uh, at 888-888-1717. And to sweeten the pot just a bit, we got something for you. Uh, We're making available a gift from us to you. We'll mail you our Devotional book, The Power of One Thing Makes a Difference. It's a 30-day devotional about intentional living and the power of one thing. It's our gift to you. When you call, it'll explain to you how you can get it. Just send us your address and we'll get it to you. Uh, 888-888-1717 is the phone number. Let's take a break, Jennifer. We'll be back. Take your calls. Talking money today. By the way, on Facebook, welcome. Uh, If you want to post um, a comment, one thing you're doing that's made a difference, How have you handled credit cards? How do you handle disagreements? How are you handling shopping today? Um, 
buying less? Are you having to go from paycheck to paycheck? How do you deal with that? One thing you're doing to be a good steward of finance, has it impact your tithing, your giving? 888-888-1717. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. My husband's a spender, and I'm a saver, and it does create conflict in our marriage. What should I do? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with another Intentional Living Minute. Well, the good news is at least one of you is a saver, and you don't have two spenders uh, because that does create a problem. Can I encourage you to, first of all, know your numbers, even though there's emotionality and the, the lack of agreement. Numbers are not emotional. They're just factual. Get them down in print so you can see them. And then together, agree on some things you'd like to see happen in your life financially, some goals for the future, retirement goals, educational goals, vacation goals, service goals, ministry goals, and then declare that intention and make your money do what you want it to do, not the money making you do what it wants you to do. Agree to a plan and then have a monthly review. That's intentional living. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. That's our IL Minute. We call it Intentional Living Minute, and it was right on topic today, you know, talking about money and uh, getting on the same page. Either you're going to send the money where you want it to go, or the money's going to be kicking you around and pushing you in directions that you didn't want to go. And if you're in that boat, you know exactly what that's like and the challenge that can be in your life. Uh, the, the, it's interesting that those who have done the research and, you know, looking at scripture and counting words and topics and so on indicate that that Jesus talked more about the things of life, what I mean, money and things and possessions, uh, material things, more than any other topic, more than heaven and hell. Uh, I think he did probably because he knew that these were the things that reflect what that verse says, where your heart is, your treasure is, your heart is there too. And so um, if our treasure is in these earthly things and so on, it's it's where our heart's going to be. And he knew that, this is an opportunity for us as followers of him, followers of Christ, to really make a decision how we choose to live. And of course, we live in this Western culture, a very materialistic culture. And and when things come along like we're facing right now with the economic challenges and the impact on the stock market and the impact when it comes to uh, purchasing consumer goods and the uncertainty of what's happening with the finances and everything going on, it can be troubling. But our heart, of course, is to rest in him. We know that he will provide. But at the same time, when we talk about God providing, that's not an excuse for us to be stupid when it comes to how we handle our finances. Come on now. Uh, We can do dumb things that hurt us, our family, our future. And so we're throwing out the question to you all to join in from the Intentional Living community. One thing you're doing to be a better steward to handle your finances. 888-888-1717 is the number. 888 is the number to be a part of the show today. Um, all right, uh, let me go to, let's go to uh, Laura from uh, New Mexico. What, uh, what have you learned about money, Laura? Yeah, dealing with finances can be an emotional journey. And um, eight years ago, my husband and I, we uh, got married 
Uh, we both had come from a place of divorce prior, and my husband um, holds a finance degree and a business degree. I, too, am educated, but I came to the table with uh, about $10,000 in debt, which, you know, I was not proud of. I was quite ashamed of, but um, my husband helped me um, be able to chip away at it. And then through our faith, through our unified practice in uh, going through the Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey, we were able to achieve some amazing things in the last eight years. We are debt-free. We own a rental property. Um, we both work full-time, and, and my uh, salary is put towards um, the 401k, uh, the tithing, um, so used for very specific things, where we then uh, live, you know, day-to-day off of my husband's income. Uh, but we're able, we're both in sales capacity, so any additional incentive bonus we earn per year, we put that away in additional savings and investments, and um, we, we do sit down with our financial planner once a year. We're both 44 years old and very proud to say that we have intentions and goals of retiring early based on what we're doing now. So we would like to retire at about 55. Now, Laura, is this people listening saying, now, wait a minute, you want to retire at 55, you're coming into this with debt and some financial challenges, second marriage and all of that. Uh, is it because you have, you're have you making a great deal more, a lot of money, or is it because of being intentional in how you use it? Um, what's been the secret of making this happen uh, so quickly in your life? It's absolutely been intentional in, in how we're choosing to place our funds. Um, we choose not to eat out. Uh, that is, you know, if we're on vacation, then we have already put the budget in place to eat out. But in our day-to-day, you know, Monday through Sunday lives, us along with our children, we eat at home. We save so much money. So we just, you know, try to keep ourselves um, in check, not only, you know, individually with God, but um, being accountable to each other. It's increased the excitement of our marriage. It's increased the thought of what this money can do through tithing and helping others. We volunteer quite a bit. Um, My husband's um, on a board of a food pantry. I mean, things that we've been able to do and achieve have have been pretty wonderful. And we're able to touch so many other lives through this as Mm. well. Good for you. Hey, Laura, listen, you talk about budgeting. Budgeting is is a dirty word to a lot of people. It sounds restrictive, like I have to I have to budget, sounds like a diet, right, on steroids, uh, a, a financial diet. But, you know, the fact is, if you want to get to where you're headed in the future, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, without a plan, you won't get there. Living in the moment, yes, we're here today, but it's what you do today that will become tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. And so it's a good reminder to us, uh, Laura, about the power of budgeting, following the budget, and being intentional, for sure. All right, Charles is weighing in from Texas. Hey, Charles, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Good. What have you learned about money, my friend? Okay, uh, my my deal is, uh, I'm just sharing this, and and I I think the most important thing is the timing. Mm. And, 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 And I can tell you this from experience, because this is part of my story, is that before me and my wife got married, we used to struggle from day to day, check to check, and we overdraft to put 
you know, to cover it, and then the check will come in to deposit to cover it. We're paying all this. and But I used to tithe and tithe and tithe, and and, and then when it would come to my rent, it was like, uh, Lord, you understand, I have to take this, I have to have my roof, you know. And, and But you know what? I kept I kept hearing tithing, tithing, tithing. Everywhere I was going, I kept hearing tithing. And finally, one day, I just told myself, I said, I told God, I said, Lord, I said, never again. I said, it's you first and, and, and nothing else. And so I went home to my daughter, and I told her, I said, you know what, baby girl, no more. I said, it's done, it's finished. I said, it's God first and everything. And I'll tell you this, that ever since I've done that, I've never lacked. Mm. Never lacked. And everything that the enemy brings to steal, kill, and destroy, I, he he supplies that and and more. Yeah. You know, you know how he says in Malachi, "Put me to the test and see what I would do, that I will pour out the floodgates of heaven beyond what your bars can contain." And I'm telling you, oh man, it's just been magnificent. Now let me ask you, from that point when you made a decision to say, "This is God's," I'm getting off this other track. Um, did your income go up? Did you change? Obviously you made some changes in how you were handling your money in terms of what you were spending. What were some things you did in a practical way from day to day? Yes, the income did go up. I just recently got prophesied over opening up my own business. And, and, but we beyond, like I said, the tithing and everything that God puts in our heart, everything that comes in the house, it's always the ten percent, and but we do beyond that because whatever God puts us wherever to sow money to help people, you know, feed the homeless, all these things we continue to do. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just the obedience, yeah. And then He flows, He blesses the rest. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, it's just been amazing. Mm, amen. Thank you, Charles. What a story. Uh, it's all God's. You know, we hear that story. I know some of you listening say, I, I don't get it. You know, you just say, hey, this is God's. I'm trusting him. And and then things get better. I mean, what happened in a practical level? You know what, Charles? God moved in your heart. Sounds like he opened some doors for you to start a business and income went up. And, you know, what I, what I'm, what I have seen is when people make a decision like this for their lives, uh, it also changes their attitude toward their spending, how they're going to spend, what their priorities are. And uh, it just takes a little bit over an extended period of time, and amazing things can happen. It really can. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate that. We're talking money today, uh, about the power of money. We're talking about um, about your marriage, about one thing you're doing in your marriage. What is it? Facebook friends, give us a give us a, a shout out there. Um, tell us one thing you're doing, or give us a call triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. And perhaps the most famous question in scripture, one of the most profound one, is when we see Jesus with Peter. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, but after all of the things Peter said, but who do you say I am? That's a profound question, isn't it? One that can change our life when we think about questions like that. You know, that's an excerpt from the teaching starting this brand new month of November. I'm titling the teaching this month, what, is, uh, what Does the Bible Say About Intentional Living? It gets into really some four or five really practical things about intentional living that are biblical, that are transformational for your life. So members, watch for this. It's a very practical lesson here in November. 
Love your feedback when you receive it. You get it by email, of course, video and audio. A few of you still buy CD, which is fine. Those of us who still have CD players. Um, I have two cars. We have two cars, one with a CD player in it. No 8-track, but a CD player. Tells you how back in a date we are. And uh, then when without it. So, anyway, some of you still using CDs. You're welcome. We'll send that to you in CD to those of you who requested it. Most people uh, now getting it uh, digitally, sending video and audio that way. Uh, as you become a part of the membership of the monthly support of Intentional Living, 888-888-1717 is the number, 888-888-1717. Uh, Darcy and Kenya are on the line. Hold on, guys. We're going we're gonna to wrap this show up here in just a couple minutes, and then we're going to stay here in the studio and going to record the second version of this, second part, uh, that will air later in this week. So I'm going to leave the phone lines open. love to have you join in from all over the country. Tell us one thing that you've learned, one thing you're doing, one thing you've changed in your marriage about money that's made a difference so you can help others. Give us a call, 888 and the power that one thing devotional on one thing, the power of one thing devotional is yours, and uh, it'll be explained how you can get it when you call 888 you know, we're in this time of uncertainty, but you know, those of us who have been around for a while, we've been through this before. We've seen the economic ups and the economic downs of our country. And like uh, my wife Don and I were talking, we can't depend upon politicians or politics or the government to solve all the problems in the world. In fact, they create a few along the line. But ultimately, as followers of Christ, we have to get back to the basics. And I think Charles said it well to say, listen, being sold out that everything I have, what I do, talents, skills, abilities, resources belong to him. And because of that, to be a steward, I choose to be intentional in the decisions I make about how I spend it, how I use it, where it goes, not letting it control me. Been around a long time, seen a lot of unhappy rich people. And I've seen a lot of unhappy poor people. And I've seen happy both, rich and poor. So the money isn't the issue so much about finding contentment. It's about our attitude toward what we have. And that's really the theme today and on the second show coming up here in a moment. So again, uh, the phone line is open. Love to have you call. I want to talk to you. We're going to record this uh, for later in the week. Uh, give us a call. Tell me one thing that you're doing with your finances that's making a difference. 888 is the phone number, 888-888-1717. You know, Intentional Living is a ministry of Family Life Communications. We are listener-supported. Uh, God supplies the ministry with the support we need. Speaking of money, a long time ago, we made a decision not to borrow money, uh, to operate. We trust God for the, the resources that come in and go back out to keep uh, the operation going, the ministry, the radio program, the podcast, the resources, the events, everything that comes through the Intentional Living Ministry. And so a very special thank you to all of our members, those of you who are part of the Intentional Living community, and those of you joining us today. Come on in and be a part of it. Again, go to theintentionallife.com. We'll be back tomorrow. We're talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Hope you'll join us live here at the Intentional Living Center. Thank you, Jennifer, for your operation, making sure everything is going well on the board. Uh, Gino our Facebook director, 
and our super, super director of everything, Stephen Davis. I'm Randy Carlson. We'll see you next time.